I was in the left lane, you know, driving young and reckless, but not too reckless. And I came up alongside a semi truck on his left and I was passing it. And apparently he didn't see me. He starts getting over in the other, on the, in the only other lane available. All that was left for me to go over to since there was no shoulder was just kind of a grassy median. Uh, that was kind of going slightly downhill and there was a concrete barrier on the other side. I didn't have a choice. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined by the fantastic Brian Allen Irvin. Now, Brian is a visual storyteller with an existential bend and an interest in history as means of better understanding the conditions of today. His work, Hermias the Great, will be displayed at the Universal Hip Hop Museum in Bronx, New York, when it opens in 2023. But he was run off the road by a semi-truck. That's coming up after the break. Real quick, before we get into today's show, I wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether it's sharing the show with a friend or family member who you think will get something out of it, leaving us a review, or supporting me directly on Patreon. Now, when you support me directly on Patreon, you can do so for as little as $3 a month. You'll receive a postcard from me and a bunch of bonus content, not just for Broken Bulbs, but for the other podcasts I work on as well. That's patreon.com slash Williams. Or just click the first link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Brian Allen Irvin, ready to talk about one of your broken bulbs? I think so, man. I think it's going to be very therapeutic. Fantastic. That's what I've heard. I've heard from a few people that this is a little bit of a therapy. You kind of talk it out and then you come to the end and you're like, I never realized I got that lesson out of that. That was great. Uh, But I'm interested in hearing this experience. You had a near-death experience that woke you up while you were driving on the highway on kind of a normal day. Tell us about the story. It was a very normal day. It was a Monday. It was exactly two weeks after my 21st birthday. I was uh, in school at University of North Texas in Denton, and I worked at Barnes & Noble at the time. So I would get my check. My bank is a credit union. It's not, it wasn't widely available at the time. So I would have to go to this town called Louisville about 15, 20 minutes away from Denton. And, you know, just uh, it, it was a perfectly normal, sunny, blue, mundane day. And I hopped on the freeway like normal. And this stretch of freeway in Denton is is kind of known to be a little treacherous just because there's like no shoulder. There was always a lot of construction going on. And I remember um, I was in the left lane you know, driving young and reckless, but not too reckless. And I came up alongside a semi truck on his left and I was passing him. And apparently he didn't see me. So he starts getting over in the other on the in the only other lane available. And all that was left for me to go over to since there was no shoulder was just kind of a grassy median. Uh, that was kind of going slightly downhill and there was a concrete barrier on the other side. So I didn't have a choice. I had to bail off of the road. At this time, I can already see people behind me slowing down because like, oh, I see what's happening here. And so I'm going about 70, 75 miles an hour. I'm on grass going downhill. And in my mind, I just start thinking, 
okay, I can't just get up on the freeway because there was a little bit of a ledge to get back up on the freeway. And I was afraid to, you know, clip uh, something on the way up. My only other thought was I'm going to have to try and guide my car over to the concrete barrier, slow it down and just kind of grind to a stop that way. So it was pretty bad choices either way. Right. Unfortunately, my car made the choice for me. So it started to fishtail and it went kind of perpendicular to the freeway and it caught traction. And when it caught traction, I just went right back onto the road. The problem was that that semi, he saw what was kind of happening, you know, he saw what was happening too by that point. And he was trying to evade me too. But my car just caught up with his front end and the driver's side tire propped up on my hood. So he didn't have control of the rig anymore. We were on a part of the freeway where there was no rail. So we went off the other side. I kind of took him off once the, the other side of the freeway and uh, he just kind of drugged me with him. So, and that was, that was kind of going downhill too. So once our cars or my car and his truck went off the side of the freeway, our vehicle separated for a second and his front end went down to the service road and my car was still going down the hill. The other problem was that it was that the rest of his trailer was still up on the hill on the freeway. So by the time the trailer caught up with the rest of his truck, I was conveniently coming up the hill onto the service road under his truck and it caught up. And this is the moment. It's not the first moment I had that. Okay. This is it. Because when you see a diesel, when his tire props up on your hood, it's a pretty scary image, but that was the moment when the trailer came down on my hood. It hit me in the head and my head kind of bounced off of the window. And I was just kind of like, okay, this is it. Um, I'm waiting for the final blow. And I start having the, 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 the thoughts of, you know, this is it. I'm leaving things. How do I feel about this? The the whole life flashing before your eyes thing. It, it, it was it wasn't more that my life flashing before my eyes. It was just me feeling like I had enough time to think about everyone I was leaving behind. I thought about my mother. I thought about my brother, my sister. Uh, that everybody would be OK, that, you know, Everybody would be able to move on. It was obviously unfortunate, but everybody would be okay. And I accepted that I was about to die. And that's a very weird feeling. And I think anybody that's been through a similar situation can speak to that. Okay, so when I came to, and I obviously realized I wasn't going to die, but I was still in a pretty bad situation, I decided, okay, well, we were coming to a halt. <clears throat> His truck was kind of... Uh, starting to slow down and dragging my car under his under under the truck so i just kind of had this thought like oh wow well when a car is getting submerged in water you're supposed to try to break the glass before it submerges so you don't get stuck in you know inside so i don't know where I, why my mind went there but i remember grabbing the door handle swinging the door open 
the car's still moving a little bit, but slow enough for me to jump out. So I reach over, grab my seatbelt, unbuckle it, and just kind of hop out of the diesel or of the of, of the car. And I I just kind of ran up the hill that we just careened down and just kind of turned around and I looked at the carnage. And of course the freeways completely stalled and people have already pulled over on the service road and starting to run up and, you know, trying to be witnesses and trying to ask if everybody's okay. And uh, I'm just in shock. I'm just in total shock, of course. And it it's very tough to process something like that uh, when it happens that fast. I mean, of course it felt like it was five minutes long, but it was probably in reality, like 20 seconds or something like that. But I remember I had a, uh, a I spoke with a classmate of mine that went to high school with me that was just having me going to the to North Texas also. And I had a very recognizable car and she saw it. She saw it get taken away on the record. And she's like, I saw your car. I thought you were gone, man. Like, I, I thought that was it because it's total twisted metal. And it, I was very, very fortunate to make it out of this situation with no injuries, uh, no injuries to really speak of. Holy cow. Um, I mean, first you were run off the road and I was like, oh man, what a brush with death. And then you pop back on the road and get caught on the semi and like get dragged back off the road. Obviously, that's a traumatizing experience. And like he said, anybody who has had a brush with death like that can relate to that feeling of like, you know, my whole life flashing before my eyes and and who was I and who am I? And now how has that changed the way that you live your life? Oh, it changed everything. It changed everything. After a couple of days of just trying to process the trauma of it all, like the loud noises and, you know, what could have happened and, you know, just, just utter shock. Um, the things that kind of came to me that put it, things into perspective for me was just that, okay, that could have been it. 21 years old. I could have just whatever I had done left my mark the memories that people have with me, that would have been it. That would, I would have been forever young at 21, right? And what it taught me was that if if life can be that random, that absurd, and anticlimactic in terms of like, you're just driving down to the bank to go deposit your check on a Monday, and boom, there you go. It, it taught me that uh, you, you you better not waste any time and you better actually make sure that your energy is spent in a very purposeful direction. So from that moment, I, I, I re-engaged with what it is I want to be remembered for and uh, the things that were important to me. And I, I learned from that to be very unapologetic about pursuing those things because like I just said, you can go at any moment and you don't, you don't have to do anything wrong. You don't have to do, you know, you have to be looking in that direction. It just, it just happens. And you should make sure that you spend your time the way you want to spend it. Of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear you brag a little bit because it sounds like you have kind of grabbed life by the horns a little bit more and you've 
put a lot more intentionality into your existence. So why don't you tell us about what you're up to now and where we can go to follow you and support you and your work? Of course, I'm I'm busy plugging away at my own uh, independent properties and ideas. Uh, so I'm currently working on those things. Nothing I'm quite ready to talk about at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely learning to put the things out in the world that I want to see in the world. Uh, you can find more of my work and work for purchase at brianallenirvin.com. I'm also at, on Instagram at b.a.irvin. Um, that's pretty much where I where I make my home right now for art. Fantastic. And I mean, it's fantastic art. I'm no like connoisseur or anything, but it is really, really good. Um, so I absolutely recommend everybody go and check it out and buy a piece from Brian if you can. And um, yeah, check out the links in the show notes for everything else too. And with that, I just got to say thank you, Brian, for joining me. Thank you so much, Alex. And thank you for listening. If this is it, how do you feel about it all? Be intentional about your life. Special thank you to Brian for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work. I promise it's fantastic. Linked down in the show notes. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show notes. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.